This is the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast for October 17th, 2016. What is the story behind why a young person would go into engineering? I'm Pius Wong. I like to hear why different engineers get into the profession, especially engineers who've committed decades of their lives to their field. Recently, I visited the office of one such engineer who shared some of his story. My name's Dave Allen. I'm a professor of chemical engineering at the University of Texas at Austin. I also direct an organization called the Center for Energy and Environmental Resources here at the university. So in addition to teaching undergraduate and graduate engineers as a professor, Dr. Dave Allen runs a research center of about 100 people, and he does his own research too on energy and the environment, especially air quality. And so one of the hats that I've worn over the years is as the chairman of the Science Advisory Board of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, so providing scientific advice to the federal government, specifically the Environmental Protection Agency, about uh, the activities that they have underway. That work with the EPA is one of several examples of how Dave provides to communities. As you heard, the work of an engineering professor then consists of research, teaching, and service. So I've been uh, a university professor uh, since 1983, so it's now 33 years. Uh, And uh, I started as a university professor when I was 25 uh, at UCLA. I worked at UCLA for 12 years, and then I moved to the University of Texas in 1995 uh, and have been here for more than 20 years. Like many uh, people who wind up being engineers, I was first pulled towards engineering because my father was an engineer. Now, I didn't know my father well because he died when I was young. But still, uh, the memory of him as an engineer was there. So it was always somewhat compelling. What what might an engineer do? That's what my father did. What kind of engineer? He was an electrical engineer. Okay. And so initially, I uh, applied to college and uh, started out in college as an electrical engineering major. But I found as a freshman in college, I really loved chemistry. And so I coupled that with uh, my desire to work on problems that are really important in society. And as I was just entering college, we were going through as a nation some pretty tough energy crises uh, imposed by geopolitical conditions, but nevertheless energy crises. And so I found I really liked chemistry. I liked the idea of solving uh, very important problems that the world faced. And I was drawn into uh, chemical engineering. And while Dave progressed through his undergraduate degree, he worked different jobs that showed him what he might do when he finished school. I I did a whole bunch of jobs uh, as I was getting to the point of entering graduate school. So um, 
you know, I was a janitor and cleaned toilets. I really didn't like that. <laughs> and so uh, I decided I'd better get an engineering degree. And then as an engineer, I went and did internships while I was getting my degree. And, and uh, uh, one time I worked in a petroleum refinery. So you're in a big uh, coverall suit, uh, fireproof with a wrench in your back pocket and keeping the refinery running. Yeah. Uh, another time I was uh, down on the U.S.-Mexican border on a geothermal uh, operation making sure that uh, the relatively polluted water that we had to deal with didn't clog up the geothermal formations. Uh, and then I was uh, in doing desk work designing processes that were going to be built around the world. Based on all these jobs he had while getting his bachelor's, Dave thought maybe he'd go into the energy industry when he got out of school. It's a classic industry for chemical engineers. But ultimately, he decided to go to graduate school first at the California Institute of Technology. I still remember my first day in Los Angeles. Uh, it was 1979. And uh, Caltech is located up against the mountains in... Uh, north central Los Angeles in a community called Pasadena in California. And uh, at the time, that was where you had the worst photochemical smog episodes. And my first day in Los Angeles, it turns out, was the last day that was a third stage smog alert in L.A. Uh, so it was 100 degrees. Uh, there was a fire raging up on the local mountains. So it was raining down ashes and photochemical smog. Uh, is that but, the, the smog that makes the sunsets look really bright? Is that what you're well, one of the things that smog does is make uh, very red sunsets, uh, but uh, that's uh, the health effects of the air pollution is quite a price to pay for yeah. a beautiful sunset. In any case, uh, I had been an athlete in college running track and cross country, and I thought as a graduate student I might continue uh, my running career and so it turned out that the Caltech cross-country team was having a race that day, the first day I was in Los Angeles. And I thought, well, they're having the race. I'll just jump in. And I, uh, I ran about 100 yards and doubled over and couldn't stop coughing uh, and coughed for several days. Uh, and what struck me about that experience was that if you can't breathe... Nothing else is important. And with that, the environment popped into Dave's career path too. It made sense because energy, one of the biggest businesses in the world, is deeply related to the environment. He explained how sources of air pollution and greenhouse gases globally are almost all related to energy, how you use it and how you get it. Besides teaching university students, Dave also now works in engineering education for high school, and he talked about why. In, as a university professor, you're involved in education all sure. the time, but yeah. in general, it's, it's university students that you're educating. Uh, but uh, what has changed since the time I was a high school student is that there are now more students graduating from, from high school every year with a year or more of formal engineering education 
than there are university graduates per year in engineering. So uh, what's happening more and more is that uh, students are getting their first exposure to engineering in high schools. Uh, I didn't have that opportunity as, as a high school student, uh, but I think that it's wonderful that students do. So when I first learned that this was happening at such a large scale, um, roughly a decade ago, uh, I decided that I wanted to make whatever contribution I could to that. So uh, for the last uh, roughly 10 years, we've been uh, developing high school engineering courses and curricula. Uh, we've been distributing those all over the country, uh, trying to give as accurate a picture as possible about what engineering is to high school students who may be considering uh, engineering as a potential career, and also to make it as exciting as possible and as interesting as possible. Finally, I asked Dave if he could do his professional career all over again, would he do anything differently? Well, the wonderful thing about being a university professor, and uh, one of the things that attracted it attracted me to this pathway in the first place was that you can continually reinvent yourself. Uh, so one of the reasons I decided to go to graduate school and get an advanced degree in engineering was because at the time I was uh, studying engineering and getting my BS, most engineers worked in really large companies. And in a really large company, I, I discovered, even as I was doing jobs as an undergraduate, uh, as an engineer, that you often didn't have control over the projects that you would get assigned to. Uh, and it wasn't entirely up to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas uh, at, at the time, a, a career as a university professor allowed you the opportunity to work on what Whatever you wanted, your research could be about whatever you wanted, whatever you thought was important. And so as a consequence, I've reinvented myself multiple times over my career. So my first half dozen years as a university professor, I was doing largely energy related projects. Then I did 20 plus years of almost exclusively air quality projects. Then I brought them back together again and looked at the combination of energy and air quality projects. Then I got interested in secondary engineering education, and I went off and have put a lot of effort into that. So in this particular career, I could continually reinvent myself uh, without having to leave my job. That was the wonderful thing about a a university position is you just follow your interests uh, and try and be successful at whatever your interests are. And you don't necessarily have to change jobs to be able to do that. So reflecting back on that, uh, I really don't have uh, any regrets. I've pursued the things that I thought were important and I've had the good fortune to be able to do that within the context of uh, a, a single type of job, but, uh, but there are many engineers out there who go and reinvent themselves and start doing new things that they become 
interested in uh, and have career path changes that go through multiple types of uh, applications. Even that first year in electrical engineering, you wouldn't skip that? Uh, no, because uh, the uh, the university that I went to uh, introduced you as uh, or admitted you as a general engineer and you didn't need to officially make your uh, decision about what type of engineer you would be until your sophomore year. So I didn't have to go back and retrace any steps. But but that sort of self-discovery, trying things, finding out what you like and what you don't like, that's all really important to do. But would I go back and do anything differently? No, it gave me a lot of confidence that I know what I know what I like, I know what I don't like, uh, and uh, and I'm able to uh, use a career in engineering and an engineering education to to do things that I really enjoy doing. Thank you to Dr. Dave Allen, Professor of Chemical Engineering at the University of Texas at Austin, for speaking with me. If you have any feedback on today's show, please send me a message by email or Twitter. And remember, if you haven't yet, please subscribe and review the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or your favorite podcast platform. If you're on Reddit, you can start conversations in the new subreddit slash engineering education. The views expressed in this podcast are our own, and they are not necessarily the opinions of any schools, companies, or other groups with which we might be connected. Our opening music comes from School Zone by The Honorable Sleaze. Our interlude music is from When You Go by Steve Combs. Our closing music is from Late for School by Bleeptor. All are used under Creative Commons attribution licenses. Thank you for listening, and please listen again.